Dear The Turning Point, You can't end an episode like this! You turned me into a binge-watching monster, and I can only do one episode a week for this podcast like when it was coming out on television, you monsters! You did this! You did this! Sincerely, Bridget. Dear The Turning Point, You were okay. There was a lot of filler, and some juicy bits tossed in there. Sincerely, Nikki. Oh, (laughs) you had a much more tempered reaction. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, it was fine. (laughs) Welcome to Dear Vampire Diaries, where today we have the distinct pleasure of escorting you through this episode of The Turning Point, Season 1, Episode 10. I'm your host, Nikki, joined as always by my best friend and co-host, Bridget! We won't be delving into future episodes today, but we will be discussing this episode, The Turning Point, in detail, and you have been warned. Speaking of warnings, we have a content note. The Vampire Diaries contains heavy themes. Please check the episode description for trigger warnings and timestamps. We also have a little bit of business up here at the top. We have an email. It is dearvampdiaries, all one word, at gmail.com. We want to read your email, so send us your feedback, (laughs) your word of the day sentences, your tarot card insights, or like advice that you have to uh, give to our beloved TVD characters. We're releasing our episodes corresponding somewhat to the original release of The Vampire Diary Season 1 as it was released on television, so we're planning on taking a winter break to make you wait like we had to wait back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if people know this, but we, we uh, released Episode 1 on September 10th, and I believe that that was the date that it was released in 2009, and then we've yeah. been more or less trying to get the date right for the other ones like (laughs) but yeah yeah we uh you have to wait like we have to wait so we will be taking a winter hiatus and uh if you want to send us things in the meantime you totally can yeah and we can maybe have a little filler winter episode less of a filler than this episode of the vampire diaries am i right (laughs) this is the episode where When Sheriff Forbes tells Damon about another attack, he offers to track down the killer, learning startling information about the town's founders. What? (laughs) What what was the start? What was so startling about keeping journals and passing them down to your kids? Does it bother you as much as it bothers me that they call them journals and not diaries? (laughs) Like, couldn't they have called this show the Vampire Journals? I'm just saying, everybody calls point. it a journal in this fucking show. Maybe they thought it's it would be a little bit too, like, uh, put your title here in neon lights. Look, reference yeah. to the title. Yeah, <laughs> You know how fair. when people say the title of a thing in the thing, and you're like, oh! It's like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Yeah, yeah total troll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Previously, on The Vampire Diaries, for over a century, he's been jumping naked in the Trevi Fountain. Getting drunk on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> it's your favorite collegiate vampire, Stefan Salvatore! And... Who also seems like he's had a bunch of professions as well. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what he studied at Harvard. I'm very interested in that. She chose to erase her brother's memory. Would love to get in Stefan's pants. It's your favorite Gryffindor protagonist, Elena Gilbert! He's been waiting for centuries for a comet's return to Earth and infiltrating the council, it's Damon Salvatore! He's got Chekhov's ring, a weird old family name, a penchant for town history, it's your mysterious new history teacher, Alaric Saltzman! Yay! Maybe! We don't know yet! (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a cool dude, but we'll see! He's scum. He's filth. He's muck! 
It's Return from the Dead local TV newsman Logan Fell! I see your Princess Bride reference. <laughs> okay, so n- now, Nikki, that we've introduced everybody, I think we can get into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Is that everybody? I feel like we're missing a couple that, people. That's, that's everybody that, you know, for, for, for our first... Uh, the previously yeah. on scenes. The pre- previously on important. scenes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Well, I think we should start with Damon, Liz, and Logan Fell. Yes, this is where the last episode left off, uh, with a cliffhanger of Logan coming to the door and being like, you're gonna invite me in? And we're all like, what? You're a vampire? (laughs) (laughs) But Jenna has no idea, and she's just like, yeah, I got that email that you went out of town. And he's like, you got an email. (laughs) Smooth, Logan. But you know what? It's nice to see a potential victim of a horror scenario, like, not let someone in to her house. Yeah. I don't know. It was just nice to see Jenna have nice boundaries here. Yeah, even though he was a complete asshole about, like, your no means maybe and maybe means yes. Yuck. Ooh. No, thank you. No, thank you, Logan. No, thank you. Nikki, you know how when you're out on the town and you realize that you're hungry, but you, like, can't wait much longer to eat, so mm-hmm. you just, like, decide to Google restaurants near me and you find one within, mm-hmm. like, the closest walking distance? Yes. Logan Fell is, like, doing the vampire version of that in this scene. He's uh, Yelp is, like, turning up this search. is like, old man by trash bins, 0.1 mile away, three and a half stars. Um, young, delectable jogger, fastly approaching, 0.2 miles away. <laughs> Like, that's what he's <laughs> dealing with right now. He's like, maybe the old man, maybe the jogger. He goes for the jogger. Yeah, he uh, couldn't get the table at a... He couldn't get a reservation. That guy turned uh, he down He couldn't get a fast. reservation at the Gilbert home, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's the only rando to, like, die in the intro, other than Darren and Brooke, who has a name. Her name is Daphne. Sorry, Daphne. R.I.P. That's true. Yeah. He's like, you know what, Daphne? She's like, what? He's like, om nom 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 nom. Well, you know. <laughs> you know who's also surprised at this vampire appearance in town? Seven and Damon, who get a nice little visit from Liz Forbes, who makes sure Stefan's not in the room because he's far too young to hear about all of <laughs> yeah. this. Let the adults handle this, Stefan. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. We get a little bit more Damon, innocent Damon time, where he's just like, I thought... I thought we got over when I got when I killed yep. the blonde one. Yeah, we remember oh, yeah. Lexi. The how blonde dare you? one. Absolutely. How dare you? And Liz is all like, I don't know how much longer we can keep lying to the town. And I'm like, what are you gonna do? Tell them all? Like, what's vampires have returned? What? You know what was wild yeah. to me? Liz got Vervain from Damon a couple episodes ago, and she was like, Oh, I just need enough for like. You know, the founding families and, like, my deputies and things like that. How does Caroline not have Vervain yet? I'm very disappointed in Liz in this episode with Caroline. Also, how has Stefan not given Caroline Vervain? Yeah, how has how has Elena not given Caroline Vervain? How has Elena not given Jeremy, Jenna, Ooh. Bonnie? This is... How is- these are the questions. These are the they, questions we, we have. Garden full downstairs. <laughs> wow. These characters are not capable of, like, logical thinking. Especially because Stefan uh, immediately assumes that Damon is the one who killed this right. person. And I'm right. like, really? Like, he wouldn't just leave someone in the middle of the road like that? Yeah. Not anymore. 
this week. He's grown this as week, a character. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he I'm going to do it so sloppy. Yeah. yeah, not like I did with those teenagers in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> I at least burn their bodies. Come on, yeah. Stefan, how dare you? Yeah, absolutely. He's like, hey, don't touch me. <laughs> I love that. I forget what B is. <laughs> but, but C is, there's another vampire in town. Oh, but what do we care? We're going, right, Stefan? Yeah, fucking <laughs> smile. He, or that like little smirk he's got when he's just yeah. like, it's like you know, I can't leave now. It's like, oh no, you can't. <laughs> <sighs> so, you're the expert when it comes to things acting. Oh, thank you. At least out of the two of us, for sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, for sure, you're a resident right, but also podcast especially... expert on acting. <laughs> Yeah, comparison to me, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed the actor that played Logan in yeah. this episode. I did too. I thought I thought his. Um, I'll, I will tell you when my favorite acting moment from him comes up. Okay. I, I have a favorite scene for him. So Damon's plan is to get Caroline on board to grab the watch and point out where the signal is. I didn't understand this. Did you get it? He comes back and there isn't even any discussion of like, oh, like where did, where was it pointing? And it was like zipping all over the place. And I'm just like, what? How does this help you at all? And he's like already outside the place where then the vampire turns out to be. I I don't know what we're supposed to infer here, but I really don't like that he used Caroline, leave Caroline alone. Hashtag leave Caroline alone. And uh, yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your family. <laughs> it was funny. I was just also thinking about a, a hashtag protect Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> How's your house plant? How's Jeremy? They're fine. I did not inherit the green thumb from my mother, and I'm just doing my best. Maybe you could just erase mom. your plant's memory of of you forgetting to water it. I don't know what. <laughs> I think the problem is overwatering him. Ah, uh, yes. The lesser known <laughs> Smothering him with love. <laughs> oh, there's a metaphor in there somewhere. I know it. Um, <laughs> so anyway, David is already at this damn warehouse, right? And he goes inside yeah. and he immediately gets shot and he's like, oh, <laughs> damn it. And Logan is all like, you know, unloading all of his problems onto Damon and he's like my foot won't go through the door of my house and Damon's like yeah you have to be invited in and Logan's like I live alone and Damon is like oh that sucks (laughs) so good you know what's interesting uh I don't know how this happened but when watching this episode I 100% that when he was talking about his ex-girlfriend did not realize he was talking about Jenna. You really did? Wow, yeah. Like, I, like, completely disconnected the fact that that's who he was talking about because, like, we got an episode of them, like, being a thing, kind of. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that he's treating Damon like his therapist now. He's just like, yeah, I want to, like, be with her and bite her and stuff. Why am I so yeah. emotional? <laughs> yeah, I also like that he talks about how, like, this didn't come with a handbook, and he just, like, was buried and had to, like, dig his way out, and Dave was just like, it happens. It happens, yeah. <laughs> also, like, I imagine most vampires don't really come with a handbook. Yeah. You know? And the way that he talks about, like, I can't stop killing, 
and I'm conflicted. And Damon's like, join the club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. literally. <laughs> it's so interesting how quickly the show is like, look, another bad guy. And now we like Damon because he's useful. Right, right. And he's not, he's not like the most erratic one anymore. Like, at least Damon doesn't have a whole warehouse warehouse full of dead bodies. Dead bodies, yeah. Yeah, he's been uh, piling them in the corner. Cool. Oh, and it, this scene, I imagine, is what the uh, summary is talking about with, like, the shocking information, which is that the founding fathers passed down journals, diaries <clears throat> to their kids. Which, yeah, we'll talk about Jeremy later, but yeah. wasn't that shocking because we no. heard about this last episode. Wait, what? Who is writing these summaries? I don't know. Uh, anyway, next part of this sort of storyline, we see career nights getting set up. Banners are being. Would you hung. consider this this is, a big event? Of I, I think so because like most of the adults are there, right? Most of their kids are there. It's a yeah. As Liz points out, they f- they actually know where their children are right now, that, which is that was just a horrible. I what is Liz doing? Just saying the quiet part out loud. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and she's all like mocking Mayor Lockwood for being like, "What else can we do?" And she's like, "Uh, you want to grab a steak and have at it? Like, what do you want to do?" <laughs> like, yeah, what which I did like, yeah, because fuck Mayor Lockwood, absolutely fuck him. Yeah. Also, I I have questions about you know the knowing where your kids are thing when you know that vampires are a thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are they doing? What are they doing? Like, Caroline literally threw the party at the grill where they then found a vampire there. And, like, somebody had been attacked. And, like, we got no... No follow-up. And, like, no... No anything on Liz being concerned for Caroline. Totally. And, like, Caroline gets... We just saw her get compelled to use this watch and to help Damon. Like, what the fuck is going on? I, I have so many other things to say about Liz and Caroline. We'll get there. It's just, like, I'm so disappointed in the sheriff. Yeah. But yeah, career night is an interesting event because then later on, Jenna uh, is like, the scum fell has landed. <laughs> and Logan yeah. shows up. Which I think is a cool moment seeing Stefan's reaction totally. of being like, oh shit. Like, and Elena has no idea. She's just like, what? But I love that like now that she knows about vampires that there's this moment when Stefan like looks at Elena when he's like, why don't you and Jenna get out of here? Yeah. And After Logan has, like, like oh. waved from across the room at Stefan. I love that little <laughs> wave that he does. And he's like, oh, hi. It's very Damon-esque. It is very Damon-esque. Maybe that's, why, maybe that's why we like this guy as an actor. He's got a pretty good evil sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a great moment, too. I imagine that you would love this, Nikki, as being a big fan of Stefan and his, like, chivalry. And, like, also, like, this moment of him being a badass a little bit where Logan's like, tell me how you walk in the sun. Don't ever threaten me again. <laughs> yeah. And Stefan, you really think, like, he's about to say something. And he's such, we're so used to him being, like, gentle and restrained. This is the first time that he's been, like really serious and you can see that he's like older than logan and this is a cool yeah. power dynamic to see him like owning his power as a vampire because usually he's kind of trying to take on like we the saw weaker him... one yeah yeah like with lexi yeah. obviously like that was a different dynamic but also with vicky we didn't see him i mean we saw him stake her but we didn't see him like try to control her really as much and right. so it's neat to see him just be like 
fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. it's great. I loved that. You were, you were correct. I loved that moment of him being like, don't ever threaten me again. It's a little less impressive when we just saw Damon, who was stronger, get wrecked by Logan. <laughs> yes. Where it's like, mm, well, he, he could still kick his ass as long as he didn't have the gun. Yes. Um, But I did, I did, it is nice to see Stefan, you know, yeah. step up to that level of being an older vampire. It's cool. Yeah. And over on the side, we see Jenna and Elena. As, as you said before, it's like a cool moment where Stefan is just like, why don't you take Jenna and go somewhere else? <laughs> yeah. And Elena is like, oh my God, Jenna. Okay, what did he say when he came to the house? And she quickly susses out that he tried to get invited in. And she's like, I've heard about that. Do not talk to him ever again. Yeah, so weird. Mm-hmm. Like, if anybody ever, like, was that, like, intense about something like that, I would be like, what? What? Yeah. Like. I guess you could say, like, they know. joined a cult or something. I don't know. It's. I don't know. It, yeah. Joining the vampires is kind of joining the vampires as if, he, as if he had a choice. As if Logan had a choice. It really sounds like he didn't. But you know what's great? Uh, Lark comes in. Yeah, he's got, like, a little moment with Jenna here. It's very cute. But meanwhile, Stefan goes outside, uh, and he's, like, on the phone with Damon. And there's just this hilarious, like, little shot of, like, Damon, like, taking off his shirt and being like, now I'm vengeful. (laughs) (laughs) The Batman of Mystic Falls. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and Elena goes up to Stefan, and he explains that Logan is a vampire now and he's like I told you I wouldn't keep secrets from you anymore mm-hmm. which uh, will prove false by the end of this episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, meanwhile inside uh, Liz Forbes is there and she sees Logan and that's very upsetting obviously because she's one of the few people that knows what's up I gotta say I don't blame Logan for being fucking pissed I agree I agree. Like, his moment where he says, you bitch, I died for you in this town. Mm -hmm. Facts. Absolutely. And they just dug him a shallow grave. I mean, he probably is appreciative that it was shallow because he had to dig his way out of it. But same time, like, they at least could have been like, it was an animal attack and he died protecting this town. (laughs) There was another uh, mountain lion, another big one, (laughs) prowling the neighborhood again. Yeah, I also get him being pissed. I I definitely... But you know what? I didn't need this uh, watch your back sheriff as he, like, nuzzles her ear. No. Yeah, no a little weird. to be a douchebag. Also, bag. I was like, does nobody else in this room, like, what's happening yeah, with this? They, uh, this is how rumors start in a small <laughs> town that Logan Fell and the sheriff have something yeah. going on. You know, I do appreciate and feel like we should work into our daily as a reoccurring thing in our podcast... Um, Bridget, we have a V5. Yes! Um. We have a V5. Keep it within the circle. I wonder what a V1 through 4 is. Like, what's a... Who knows? Speaking of cars being uh, mundane things that are never a good sign in this show. Yeah, right. The amount of, like, car incidents we have in the Vampire Diaries... Very true. ...is wild. Maybe we need to start putting trigger warnings in here for people who have, like, been in awful car accidents and stuff. Right. It's also, like, between, like, car accidents and just, like, events happening in cars, near cars. There's just a lot of car-related things in the Vampire Diaries. Very true. 
Nikki, this is my favorite scene for acting for this this actor who plays Logan Fell. Mm. I love his banter with Caroline. He's so good in this. You can see that. I love Caroline in this moment. Yes. Yeah. When she's like, oh my God, is that Logan Fell? Like, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> He's like, don't mock me, Caroline Forbes. I used to babysit you. <laughs> but yeah, you can see why Jenna liked him too. He is very charming. He's funny. He's witty. But he's mercurial yeah. and now has a psychopathic edge. It's interesting because we see Caroline get in this car because obviously he's somebody that she knows and trusts. Um, and she needs a ride home. And Matt notices her get in the car. Thank you, Which Matt. comes up later. Yes. But doesn't notice the fact that while they're still in the parking lot, he smashes her head against the window. It might be hard to see because, like, if she's just kind of, like, slumped over on the side, it's like the the I guess. Seat, the silhouette of the seat might have covered that up a little yeah. bit. I don't know. I'm just happy that he notices and then tells Stefan and Elena because this saves Caroline's life. Yeah, it definitely does. And then we see we see Liz answer her phone, sees that it's Caroline calling, and says, "Where are you?" And and I'm just like, "Can you just can you just be warm for once with your daughter?" Yeah. <laughs> Please the 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 where are you is like it's like she might have been talking to a deputy it's not even worried she's not even worried she's just like where are you what's your location like definitely not liz's strong suit no we (laughs) can say the least i can i can understand like you're like that she's worried and like needs to know where she is Mm -hmm. but yeah it's uh but it's logan and he's all like hey i want to turn your daughter into a vampire which is interesting because i was like oh yeah he's not just gonna eat her like he wants revenge on the people that are like you mean nothing even though he grew up in this town he's one of them but now all of a sudden in our very short-sighted favorite brother here uh told him exactly how to change somebody into a vampire (laughs) good point good point (laughs) he's like no you have to do these three steps and then you make a vampire (laughs) speaking of damon uh he and stefan come up and like pull logan out of the car i like it when the salvatore brothers work together i think this is maybe the only time we've really seen that yeah i think so because even with vicky they were like kind of fighting each other on that it is nice to see i like the moment when logan is like why are you on their side and Damon says, I don't side with anyone. You pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> I love Damon's little payback's a bitch, isn't it? When he, like, shoots Logan. Yeah. That's so rewarding. But speaking of short-sighted. Uh... <laughs> Indeed. Damon gets a little distracted mm. by the fact that Logan knows about the tomb. Indeed. And Logan says, we because Damon and Stefan have like kept asking him this whole time, who turned you? Who turned you? Right. And he's been... Had to be somebody. I kind of believed him. I was like, oh, it seems like he really doesn't know. But he totally knows. And so this is a little twist here where he's like, he's like, there's another way to break the spell. You know, we can help you. And it's like, oh, yeah. shit. Even more off-screen vampires. What? And Damon immediately becomes Team Logan, and he's all like, okay, take me down. Make it look real. Make it look real. (laughs) More acting. I'm sorry. He was just... I wasn't strong enough. Oh, I love that so much. (laughs) Which is legit, because if Damon won every time, maybe they'd start to get suspicious. So it it all kind of works for him in his favor. But in the meantime, as Logan is trying to go and meet Damon at their... uh, 
his family's old church out in the woods. So weird how everything is named after these founders. Or maybe not. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, surprise, surprise. A mystery man with some very attractive stubble and an old name and a weird ring shows up. And he's all like, I'm not a violent man by design. And there should be like Western music playing. <laughs> Give him an accent. I feel like Alaric just like walks into like a vampire bar and like the saloon doors swing behind him. It's and... like, you did my lady wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's all like, maybe you could throw a punch, provoke me a little. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden they both have accents you're like who is this is this is this the show in bridget's head a tumbleweed <laughs> yes and the answer is yes goes on by <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So someone is playing the piano and then stops and turns and looks <laughs> i don't know anyway sorry but this is an amazing scene too on both their parts both these actors are great here because they both have this secret that the other one doesn't know they think and so they're both acting mm-hmm. like you know, there's this little front, and then we see Alaric shoot this awesome, like, very, very sharp stake out of his, like... Yeah, very competent-looking stake that he has. Yes! <laughs> he must have whittled that himself. It's very sharp. <laughs> very sharp. <laughs> and he stakes Logan, and Logan dies! And Damon has no dun, dun, dun. idea! Yeah. Also, when he gets a call from Liz, he's very bad at, like, like I don't know how Liz doesn't realize that it wasn't Damon. Is Liz sleep deprived? She because must she be. doesn't notice. Yeah, he's like, she what are you talking be. about? And she's like, well, this town owes you a lot. Thank you so much. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, thanks again. Yeah. I'm like, what? He's like, you're welcome. <laughs> Please tell me exactly what I did again. She's like, of course, you were the one to kill him. <laughs> Damon's like maybe she uh... wants to believe it. She wants to believe it so bad because she she might know on some level. Liz was so smart in like a couple like just a couple episodes ago. She was doing real well. Yeah. Well, let's move on from the Logan Scumfell timeline to the Jeremy timeline. This is all about Nikki's houseplant, Jeremy. So at and it starts off with him on my nightstand. Um, the sun yes. shining in, not directly because he doesn't like direct sun. Um, then. <laughs> Then Nikki goes and gets the fertilizer and pours just a cap, just a little cap full into the water and waters him for the fifth time that morning because she thinks he's an Elena who needs it on the hour. It does start in a bedroom, though. <laughs> it does start in a bedroom. Uh, on, under a great song. Uh, yeah. The Whoever's in are, charge so of this. the music of the Vampire Diaries really crushes it. And we'll get to another great music moment later. Oh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it. <laughs> But yes, Jeremy's all like um, reading these journals, diaries, and um, he's reading about like the fear of the night setting in and all this stuff that his ancestor wrote. And he starts to realize that Jonathan Gilbert was also an artist and has all these drawings in there. And he's like, oh, hey, I know someone who does that. Me. (laughs) And he walks over to his... (laughs) sketch pad and he starts drawing away and this is a good jack and jill bathroom moment nikki where elena gets to see him because of the jack and jill bathroom yeah she gets to see that he's drawing again which is a great sign that he has a hobby that isn't doing drugs or doing vicky or doing as tyler points out later (laughs) 
Okay, so... (laughs) And then Elena walks downstairs and shares this awesome news with Jenna. And Jenna is all like, oh yeah, reverse psychology, psychology major, check that. And I was like, you're a psychology major? That's what you're doing? Why'd you get to therapy? (laughs) (laughs) Your voice got so high-pitched. Yeah, and they, they have a moment of, yeah, don't don't let him know, <laughs> otherwise we'll stop doing it. I liked that we got more Jenna in this show. I do, or in this episode, yeah. I do wish that we got more of Jenna feeling like an adult and less like she's, like, just kind of stumbling around getting information from her niece. Um, right. But but this was a nice moment when, when her and Jeremy are kind of bonding over, like, He's drawing and and he's like, what do you think? And yeah. she's like, mm, scary. Yeah. <laughs> and he talks about how the, his ancestor, like, he's been reading all of his journals, his <clears throat> diaries and things. And uh, Jenna explains that he was a writer and he wrote horror. And Jeremy says that he thought that maybe he was an alcoholic or a lunatic and Jenna's like, he's like, he's a Gilbert. Like Gilbert. Probably both. You know what this brought up to me? You know how yeah. they explained that Elena's mom loved the Founders Party? And so Elena's mom and Jenna are sisters, right? Yeah. They're not Gilberts. They're not founding right, families. Summers. Right. Yes. Are the Summers part of the founding families? Ooh, I don't think so. Because I was like... Maybe they're part of, like, the buff, the Buffy Sunnydale founding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. A different kind of vampire family. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Maybe she went over the years and it was, like, where she would flirt with, like, Elena's dad or whatever. And yeah. she'd be like, hello, Mr. Gilbert. And they'd flirt and he'd be like, may I escort you? Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Why my voice for all the founders is yeah. some weird like, like RP it. British. Yeah. <laughs> so later on, Jeremy is uh, at career night and he's checking out the art. It's funny. I don't imagine that they would have had a booth for being an artist as a career, right? <laughs> Probably not. Like, I feel like not I feel in like high they school would never when encourage like, that. Don't go to art school. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know about this, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> but uh, Jeremy sees Tyler and he's he goes up to him and he's all like, oh, you're checking out art? I didn't think you were cultured or whatever. Yeah, and he's like, yeah but he's art like, implies playfully. culture and culture implies not you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then he looks down and what is this really nice drawing? It's from Tyler Lockwood. With some nice fancy loopy handwriting that was definitely written by a female PA. Also sure. looks like it was written by like a middle schooler and not an artist. Like typically <laughs> artists have like more flourishy, interesting signatures, not like Yes. Although it's very maybe high the, school. Maybe the teacher like put it on something. Maybe she was like, "Oh, you forgot to put your name on this. I'm going to put it on the bottom." Yeah. I have some artwork yeah. from like early high school where we had to sign our names in cursive. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um which I'm always like, oh, because I have like Ew, yeah. my like signature that I use now for artwork. And it's just weird to see that instead. I love your signature. I love your, your personal sigil. Thank you. Tyler has not developed this yet. No, He's he not hasn't. that far along in his uh, artistic career. Yeah, but his uh, his artwork is really cool looking. It looks very comic book-esque. 
Yes, it does. It does. And uh, later on, Jeremy goes up to him again and he's like, hey, like your artwork was really awesome. He's all peppy. He's all like, I'm going to make a new friend. And he says this thing. It's almost like his suffering is gone. Oh, it's almost Weird. like, yeah. It's almost like he doesn't remember things that uh, have happened and that Tyler has done that may have caused him pain to witness. Until Tyler gives him a reason to be angry again. And then very quickly we shift back into like old Jeremy. Yeah, there's some rage underneath there. Yeah, yeah, because you know Jeremy's trying to be nice, uh, which is interesting. For it's weird. He walks up to Tyler and he's like, he's like, oh, art is another thing we have in common. And and I'm actually kind of with Tyler on this. I'm like, what's your other thing? Is it? Yeah, Mickey? yeah. <laughs> and then Tyler has to be the asshole that says that there's not a shortage of other people that have slept with Vicky. Ick. Yeah. And in the middle of this uh, kerfuffle. The mayor comes over and he's all like, all right, we're going to take this outside. And there's only one thing that that means and it doesn't mean handshake. To have a handshake. Yeah. Which Alaric is fully aware of because he yes. is not trusting this. Alaric has a great bullshitometer. I really oh, I've yeah. noticed that immediately. And it's kind of yeah. nice. It's, it's nice to see someone who knows what the fuck is going on a little bit. It's really nice. And in this next scene where they're outside... And Mayor Lockwood is trying to get the boys to fight. And he's being a complete asshole. And you mm -hmm. know what the other thing they have in common is? They both don't want to fight because the mayor told them to. Because yes. they're both like, this is weird. We're not doing that. And it's such a little window into Tyler where, like, we see him handle his dad in a way that we haven't seen him handle anyone. He gets yeah. very calm. And he's yeah. like, he's like, you know, come on, dad. I'm not going to fight. Like, he, he gets very subdued. Subdued. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And luckily, Alaric comes out. Yeah, right as Mayor Lockwood is throwing Tyler at Jeremy. Yeah. Like, physically and... pushing his son into a fight. Yeah. yeah. I fucking love Alaric in this moment. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, he just, like, calls him, like, an alpha, like, asshole or whatever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and the mayor says, you just marked yourself. And I love Alaric yeah. going... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Also, when the mayor threatens him with his job, he's just like, I can have your job. And Alark's just kind of like, go for it. Like, yeah. and then I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. Do you want that? <laughs> yeah. It's so that cool. He's just awesome. got like, yeah, it's just got that like quiet confidence. And you know what I also really love? That once the Lockwoods leave, Jeremy has this moment with Alark. And for the first time, Jeremy recognizes that he has an ally. Yes. He has because his sister and his aunt are obviously like want to be there for him, but they haven't been able to be there for him in the way that he's wanted. And in this moment, he has somebody who has just stood up for him and protected him. And he also was somebody earlier who gave him a second chance. Yes. Yeah. Just he's nice got a see. very fatherly vibe or at least uncle vibe because, yeah. you know, he's got kind of like a mom figure in Elena. You thought I was going to say Jenna, but no. Um, didn't. <laughs> no, didn't. If you've been paying attention. <laughs> yeah, Elena's been like his mom, his surrogate mom. Yeah, and Jenna's been like his older sister. Totally. And now we finally get someone who's a little bit more like, you know, d almost showing him how to stand up for himself or not even just stand up for himself, but to show him how to stand up to bullies. Because in a lot of yeah. ways, I think Vicky bullied Jeremy a little bit into like, 
taking drugs and stuff like that. And it was like this weird abuse of power dynamic. And yeah, it's nice to see him have someone that feels a little bit like a North Star in a way. Speaking of stars and the moon and and various celestial bodies, we get this <laughs> we get this weird scene. <laughs> Yeah, Jeremy tries to, tries again to befriend Tyler. I don't get it. I mean, I understand that he wants to have compassion for him. And I love this moment of like, you know, is that what you have to deal with? You know, I get it. Yeah, right. Which is nice. And it would make more sense if they were like somehow stuck together. Like if right. they were, I don't know, like unrelated like on like a like a bench somewhere like that they had to like both be waiting for something. Or like and then detention. Just to, like, yeah. And there was like forced <laughs> yeah. conversation. But, like, Jeremy, like, actively seeks him out to be, like, I do appreciate the teenager clumsiness of, like, I don't know, that thing with your dad and it was weird, but, like. <laughs> yeah. And Tyler totally punches him. And yeah. Jeremy is like, oh, man, I thought things were going so well with with us. <laughs> I'm so shocked by this moment. Jeremy's like, why are you, why are you like this? And you can see in this first moment we've ever had of Tyler where I even remotely feel even a little bit bad for him. Yeah. Yeah, where he's just like, I don't know. We get a little pan over to the full moon and I'm like, oh, that's pretty. And then we move on. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and... I wrote, LOL, the moon. <laughs> So then we move on to Caroline and Matt and their whole dynamic. See, we need to have a timeline that we appreciate because this is this is my sunshine, my only sunshine. Logan Fell is looking to walk in the sunshine, but this is my sunshine. Okay. Yes. Because yes. Caroline is, you know, they're super cute in the morning. They're talking about like, oh, did you see this part? Like, no, I fell asleep for that. And it's, it's, it's so cute. cute. It's like a they normal teenage relationship. Yes. Yeah. I love when he's like, well, I don't know when you fell asleep. It's so cute. It's just like, and, yeah. and I agree with Bonnie when she's like, yeah, she needs someone normal like him instead of like a psychopathic nice. vampire like Damon. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, can someone be happy for them, please? It does seem like Bonnie's the first person that gets it. You know, everyone else is like, this is weird. Um, but Bonnie immediately gets it. But I think that eventually it does seem like Tyler and Elena get on board. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it as it comes up. Yeah. The, the thing the thing with Elena is that she's talking to Bonnie and she's being like, what's going on over there? Okay. Yeah. And then Tyler's thing But is, later, yeah. when she's talking to Matt, she's kind of like... You and Caroline. So it's with Caroline. Yeah. And she gives him this look of like, okay, because he's like, we're friends. And she's like, yeah, all right. That's yeah. what I've been saying with Stefan. <laughs> That's so true. It's very cute. But then Matt tells her something like, oh, it doesn't mean anything or like... It's complicated. He's trying to get Elena back in this moment. I'm just like, no, stop it. I don't know. But uh, Tyler's issue is that he thinks he's going to lose Matt as a friend. Because he's all like, meh, meh, meh. You're going to become wee people. Like, leave me behind. I gotta say, I hate the fact that he starts off this conversation by saying, are you tapping that? Which is, like, gross. But oh, yeah. do so kind of like the wee people jokes. <laughs> because it's very true. <laughs> We don't like the color red. <laughs> we can't make it to the party. We never miss a game. We don't like the color right. red. And then Matt yeah. immediately is like, we're just friends. <laughs> yeah, or like, like, we hung out people. twice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're just, yeah. I think it's funny. Yeah. It's like, oh man, if Tyler hasn't been such a fucking asshole for 
10 episodes. We would almost appreciate this moment. <laughs> yeah. Bridge and I are we people. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> and we're moving back to career night. <laughs> Fuck yes, we are. And uh, Caroline noticed that moment with uh, Matt where he's trying to, like, impress upon Elena that there's nothing going on with them. Yeah. And she feels awful. And I'm like, oh, no. But then Matt gets a taste of his own medicine when Stefan walks in the room and he's all like, meh, 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 things aren't over, meh, meh, meh. And it's very different because Stefan is not intimidated by Matt's presence at all. And he's just like, hello, <laughs> Elena, I must talk to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, it's funny, later on when Tyler is, I guess, sitting there waiting for a ride at the end. Yeah. Like, he's like, hey, I need a ride. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because, like, he doesn't want to ride home with his parents. Yeah. Of course he doesn't, because of what just happened. Like, I wouldn't want to be alone in a car with Mayor Lockwood, ever. Right. That's my idea of hell. But I do like the moment where Matt's like, I like Caroline, okay? Yeah. Tyler's just like, okay. And Tyler just accepts it, because I think he's realizing maybe some things are being put into perspective. I bet Matt is the only person that really knows what Tyler has to go through. Yeah, and it seems like, you know, we've asked a few times, like, why are you friends with Tyler? And I, Mm -hmm. I think we're starting to see real tyler versus mayor the bully that is turning into his yes yeah like he's been in some ways he's starting to see that he is an asshole (laughs) and maybe there's more to him yeah and all the scenes where we've seen matt be like you know i'm tired of your bullshit with tyler it's like now we know why he maybe puts up with him a bit is because he probably saw like the young vulnerable kid because they all went to like elementary school together and stuff right and it must be that that matt is i i wonder if matt was probably over at like tyler's house and stuff and saw the beginning of like this like we fight it out yeah. like i wonder if tyler and matt have been made to fight each other in yeah. that household yeah because matt doesn't have somebody to step in for him and and it makes sense why now matt is not just like hey tyler can i come stay at your ridiculously huge house even because like yeah. i'm alone i i wouldn't want to stay at his house It's a miracle that Matt has turned out to be as kind as he is. I love Matt. I'm grateful for Matt in this episode that he's like, he's paying attention to Caroline, like going into that car with Logan. And he's all like, you know, I mean, he's sad because he's like trying to suss out what his feelings are for her and like want and like wanting to kind of he just cares. He cares about Caroline, bottom line. And that's why he notices. And thank goodness he does, because that's the only reason why she ends up at the end of the episode safe sleeping in her bed and not, like, dead or turned into a vampire by Logan. Can you imagine Logan Fell being your sire? Fuck that shit. Not not signing up for that. Glad he's dead. Absolutely not. You know what? Matt seems to care and pay more attention to Caroline than Liz does. Um, I agree. Ooh, I agree. Ooh. Because uh. when Caroline expresses to Liz that she wants to go into bra- uh, was it broadcast journalism? Broadcast journalism, yes. A, Caroline Forbes would be phenomenal as a newscaster. Perfect. She would be perfect. The way she so very succinctly explained to us in the pilot everything we needed to know about Stefan Salvatore, ideal. She's ideal. Yes. Yes, she absolutely is. She, and she's shiny and peppy. She can talk fast. She's perfect. Liz is like, <laughs> you don't even watch the news or you don't even read the newspaper or whatever. And it's and like, like Liz. There's a huge list of jobs up there. There's like anchor person, correspondent, yeah. spokesperson. Like not all of it is like research. 
Right. Also, she's 17. What 17-year-old is like, let me watch the news and read the newspaper? (laughs) So true. In Mystic Falls, where it's all like, another animal attack. It's depressing. Yeah. Liz really just can't get it together to even just be kind for one second to her daughter in this episode. I mean, she obviously cares about her, but it's like... Do better. Yeah, and it sucks because, like, you can see Caroline's balloon just deflate, which sucks. Yeah, a lot of complicated parent relationships in this episode. Yeah, for sure. Dynamics with, like, Alaric and Jeremy and, and yeah. Jenna and Jeremy and Tyler and his parents and then now Caroline. and Maybe we'll see some change in their relationship after this episode because Liz got a big scare thinking that I she would so. lose Caroline. And yeah. at the end, she checks on Caroline in her bedroom but like my girl needs to step it up absolutely yeah thank god for stefan getting her home probably feeding her his blood so that her her head wound doesn't get worse yeah yeah she's that looked bad smacking her head oh god and liz is like stroking her head at the end i'm like oh no no head wound probably vampire blood okay anyway yeah does that mean that he like he probably gave her like a little bit of blood a little bit right but also, yeah. like, does that mean he had to, like, wash her hair out? <laughs> yeah. Redry it. Blow recurl it. it. <laughs> we wonder what Stefan's been doing this whole time. It's a miracle he was able to make it back to have sexy times with Elena. <laughs> Speaking so of which. Yes. Speaking of which. <laughs> so we hear a lot in the beginning of this episode about, like, Elena being like, mm, the last time I heard from him, he said he was leaving. He's probably already gone. And uh, she's all just, like, complaining to Jenna, complaining to Bonnie, whom we don't really see much of in this episode. And I'm like, was Bonnie a career night? I guess Caroline said she was supposed to be there. But then, like, I'm like, maybe Bonnie was like, I mean, my future is a witch. I don't know. I I, would have been interested in what Bonnie wants to do. Anyway. No, we didn't get, like, any Bonnie this episode. No, they packed it with other weird filler stuff. Okay, so... Mm. (laughs) I wish the audience could hear my eye roll. Like, I know you can see it, but like, I wish the audience could like audibly. We should give hear it like it. a like a creaky door. That should be like the sound of your. <laughs> it's a spooky podcast. What can I say? It would um, be too distracting. It would be too frequent. In this on again, off again bullshit we're dealing with. Yeah, it is. And uh, when when Elena Steve, oh my gosh. On extra watch on the Vampire Diaries. Yes, yes. yes! I wrote it down too. <laughs> the girl, she's the with. Girl. So so Elena is like Who walking outside by the picnic tables, like before she sees Stefan, and there's just this random white girl that she's talking to, and she's just like, "Okay, see you later," and she's all like happy, like walking away from her, and then she sees Stefan, and she stops in her tracks, and and then we forget about that girl that just left, and I'm like, "Who was that? What what just happened?" And at career night. When she's like, she, she's like waiting for Stefan to come back in after dealing with Logan or whatever. And, uh, and, and she, she like taps this girl goodbye or whatever. She's like, oh, gotta go like really quickly. And I'm just like, yeah, is this just to tell us that Elena is popular? I don't Or has other friends, I what guess. Do, what do these girls think? This, this very charming, olive skinned Gryffindor, she's just got a busy life. Her life is Stefan Salvatore. Who are we kidding? She doesn't have acquaintances. I don't know. I do have to say that in this uh, this moment at the picnic table, Elena looks especially pretty in this episode. Yeah, she, I don't know what it she is. Always Her does. hair 
was like gorgeous in the sunlight like when, oh I was yeah like, oh man <laughs> and when she was checking out in the very beginning of the episode when she's coming out of the jill the uh jack and jill bathroom and she's like checking out jeremy just just the way that nina dobrev is she's all like willowy and like perfect i'm just like yeah. who are you and how do you exist i i, act, I believe in vampires because of nina dobrev actually <laughs> i know she's still fucking gorgeous yes it's ridiculous Anyway, um, so... But <laughs> earlier in the hallway, Bonnie does plant this idea in Elena's head that is kind of beaten over our heads about the future. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she asks, you know, what kind of future would you even have with him? It's a good question. Um, and the banner falls down. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of a cute moment when Elena's like, did you? She's like, no, I promise. Yeah. Because <laughs> the future says our future is now or whatever on it. <laughs> but... You know, it's a question that comes up in every vampire human love story of one of you is not aging and the other one is. So what are we doing about that? There's that. It's also a question that comes up around that time in high school when you're a junior and like everyone's like, you're going to be maybe applying to colleges next year or not. Or like, but after senior year, like you kind of get to decide what the hell you want to do. So start thinking about it. Yeah. And if you have a high school relationship that's also a stressful, difficult time and a difficult conversation I, yeah. that a lot of people I go through. I also think it's such bullshit to tell people whose brains are still forming that they need to take their decisions seriously all of a sudden because it's like, whatever you decide will be the rest of your life, which is like not true at all. You can absolutely decide to have another career at like any point in your life. <laughs> like, absolutely. what the hell? <laughs> I wanted to take yeah. a gap year. I'm I'm bitter because I wanted to take a gap year. I did not want to go to college. And my dad was like, if you take a gap year, I will not pay for school. And I was like, well, I'm never going to go to school if you don't pay for it. So I guess I'll ride on your dollar for four more years. Thanks, dad. Well, I'm privileged yeah. enough to be able to do that. But like, you know what I mean? Like just this idea that the decisions that you make at that age have to be forever or like that if you ever veer off that course... That you start when you're like 18. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Ugh. Uh, if you're currently in this stage of your life, take a deep breath. It's all gonna be over at some point, and it'll <laughs> we'll be all fine. die at some. It'll point. work out. <laughs> That's not what I meant. We don't need to trigger the existential dread of the, our 20 somethings that are like, oh fuck. Um, but none of us yeah, gets out it, of this it, alive. I'm sorry, Nikki. You'll grow up. You'll. <laughs> You'll move past this point where you'll look back and be like, wow, that was fucking stressful. Yeah. Also, you know, you find your future is now. Now is the only real moment. This has suddenly become a meditation podcast. The future does not exist. The future is an idea. (laughs) Well, Bridget, like when you think about like our senior year. Oh my God. Like my best memories were you and I hanging out. Absolutely. My best memories were you. Like at the overflow. Yes, you. You sneaking me into your trunk so that we could go get Taco Bell in the middle of the day. Do you remember that? Or maybe it was McDonald's. I don't know. Whatever. You know, fast food. (laughs) is the best. And then we went to the beach. Anyway, okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) We didn't skip any classes. Back to our fantasy friends. Yes, back to our friends who are uh, at a career night, a thing that we never had in high school. I think we did. What? We just didn't go. go. (laughs) We were busy watching this show about career night yeah we were not it was on like a wednesday and we're like oh wednesdays are vampire diary nights (laughs) yeah so is every day that has the word day in it yes (laughs) 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 stefan's all like so 
are you thinking about your future? And she was like, and she's all like, man, I don't want to talk about that with you because you're not going to be a part of it. And he tries to kind of like warm her up by being like, well, I've been interested in a lot of things. Like I wanted to be a doctor and, uh, you know, he can't do it because of the blood. Yeah. And he also explains that he was interested in a lot of things and he dabbled in stuff, but he'd always had the move after a couple of years. And she's all passive aggressive and she's like, nothing stuck. (laughs) And then she's she's also like fishing for information. She's like, "How long would you stay somewhere before you had to leave?" And he, he's like, "A couple of years, you know, sometimes more, sometimes less." But you know, that's something that I, I that's something that like sh- we don't get to see, we haven't seen yet in this show. You know, this kind of nomadic lifestyle of vampires where they really can't stay in one place for very long unless they compel a whole town, which I guess they could do. <laughs> Oh, Nikki, you know, I just got, uh, so I have another tab open on my computer and I just saw a little number appear in our inbox, dearvampdiaries at gmail.com. That's V-A-M-P, vamp diaries. At gmail.com. Okay, thank you. Um, Okay, so So, yes, uh, it looks like someone's written in already. And since we're doing this live, I might as well take our, our, our... inbox question here all right nikki this is for you it's from elena stefan and i keep being on and off again and i don't know if i have a future with him there's not a question in there elena what are you asking about the future is an idea my thought for elena in this moment is just it seems like for them it's so all or nothing it's so like we're either together or fuck off and it doesn't need to be this intense at all like she just found out that he was a vampire not that long mm-hmm. ago, and they haven't had a chance to just be with that new information and that new dynamic in their relationship. So I don't understand why they can't just, like, be friends that flirt and very clearly like each other. But, like, it doesn't need to be this huge confession in the rain moment of, like... I'm going to be with you forever and you need to, like, change me into a vampire so I also don't age and shit like that. Like, you have time. Just be and be together if you make each other happy. Just be together. You don't need to commit to things. Just simply be and get to know each other because I'm a thousand percent sure you do not know enough about each other seeing that you didn't know anything about what job Stefan has done in his life and I'm sure he has a lot to talk about in his 162 years that he's been on the earth. Learn more about each other and tell stories like you do later in the show and take it slow because maybe if you do that it'll open some more opportunities to share more delicate information like the fact that you look exactly <laughs> like his ex-girlfriend i was waiting for the beat drop maybe that <laughs> yeah maybe that would have solved and saved some heartache just saying it's just take a breath it's fine i was about to say nikki i am of two minds about that device about about that advice because on one hand Yes, relationships are valid, even if they're not going to be forever. No one can tell. You grow as a result of being with someone. And if it's like the right time in your life for that, then you got to go with that because you don't know who you're going to be in the Mm -hmm. future and you don't know who they're going to be in the future. So just lean into the lean into the now. 
My hand is in a meditation mudra pose. Can confirm. And uh, and then the other side of that was the whole Catherine thing, which is like he's he maybe is more concerned about the fact that like he's a danger for her and that that has completely to do with like all vampires seem to know well all vampires being like Lexi and Stefan and Damon but um that they seem to like just know that he's got this like weird connection to her and that she could be used as collateral because like vampires are very akin apparently to being in like the mob where like (laughs) stakes are very high and it's like people die Stakes. stakes are very steaks with garlic on them are delicious and the most dangerous place for her to be is to have some information and not all of the information amen so Mm. explain some shit please also he says like he doesn't want to keep secrets from her anymore but he has the big secret he hasn't told her because he's planning on leaving where he doesn't think he'll ever have to tell her this secret and they haven't had a fucking minute to just be together yeah Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's, yeah. And maybe if you just chill, we wouldn't do this on again, off again bullshit that I'm so fucking sick of at this point. (laughs) Yeah, just My God. Yeah, that's a good point, Nikki. (laughs) Well, let's move us along this, uh, this little roller coaster here so that we can get to the big, uh, the big wee drop without our hands moment. The climax? Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Well, oh indeed. dear. Um, so it starts with Elena being all, let me drive you home. And Stefan's all like, nah, I can get home. And she's like, yeah, I know. I want to, I want to drive you home. And he's like, oh, okay. And they're in Elena's car. She like pulls up to his house. In this moment, she decides to divulge to him that she wanted to be a writer and that that was a big part of her identity when her mom was alive because her mom was a big part of like pushing her toward that and uh, fostering that. And because of this big loss in Elena's life of her parents, she's like a new person. She really does have a lot of new... I mean, we saw it with cheerleading. Like, she doesn't dig that anymore. We're hearing it now with the writing thing. Um, which makes sense now with the journal and the diary and all that kind of stuff. Um, but what essentially her argument is, is I already had all this bad stuff in my life. It's all painful. Like, it's all hard. But I'm picking you. It's hard to, it's going to be hard to be with you, but I'm picking yeah. my hard. This is the hard that I want. It would be harder, you know, right. or not harder without you, but it would be, it would be hard anyway, she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. She says that she, she was already buried in bat in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I like this moment of Elena and, um, or Stefan, you know, is choosing a off again <laughs> moment. And she, he's like, you can't see it right now, but I'm doing this for you. And she gets out and she's like, no, if you're doing this, it's for you because you don't get to make that decision for me. I love that. This moment has stayed with me for a full decade. Right. I love it. It is like anti-codependence. She's like, no, you don't make my decisions for me. You don't get to tell me what's good for me. Right. This has to be for you. And in that moment, there's something in him that I think breaks. And he's like, well, if I have to make my decision for me. I want to be with you. Right. And they are together. And we go up the roller coaster very, very slowly. Bridget, this yep. song. Uh-huh. Cut by Plum. Is my alarm. In the morning. Still? Still. It still is? 
because it's the perfect wake up alarm. Hasn't been ruined for you as your alarm. Because it starts off slow and then gets loud, so it gives you warning time to get up. That's very important. But um, yeah, this moment, I what takes me out of this moment is having seen it before because I know how the episode ends. But trying mm-hmm. to take away that that negative side of what this moment is, it's a really beautiful moment. Um, and I, yeah. I love the lighting in this moment. Oh, yeah. It's really well shot and beautiful. Compositionally beautiful. And the song kills me every time. Stefan still has the, yes. one of the best crying faces in the game. Um, oh, and there's this beautiful moment where, like, he turns away from her because he's getting all vampire eyes and... And she's like, no, don't hide from me. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, you can deal with it. And we we get a little bit of that, you know. Vulnerability. Yes. And also we see that argument many episodes ago that I talked about um, that was uh, sometimes a brooding vampire may be more trustworthy mm. for these, like, main protagonists because, like, he's like, I so badly don't want to hurt you. I will, you know, withdraw. Right. And we see her say, like, no, I can trust you. You can trust yourself. She encourages him to trust himself. Yeah. And they have some, you know, a great roller coaster ride, it yeah. seems like. And both of these actors are so good in, in this scene. Like, yeah. I know that they're still friends, um, yeah. but they have great chemistry. Just beautiful. Like, Paul Wesley looks vulnerable and looks like. Yeah. This is very important to him. I would like to take a moment. I don't I don't know if we should talk about this really in depth. It's just something that kind of hits me as weird. And I wonder if you have anything about it, which is that like this song cut by Plum is I, I looked into it a little bit and like it's it's always struck me as weird that this song that is empathizing with people who have experiences with self-harm is the romantic song for this sexual experience for Stefan and Elena. There's like vampire themes of like, there's blood, but then it's like singing about being cut. And then I'm like, wait, are we supposed to, I don't think that they thought that through well. I don't think that they're, but it's like, you know what I think it is? (laughs) Yeah. Is there's a line that sticks out where it talks about like, I don't want to be afraid. Yeah. And I think, and I do not want to be alone. That's what they want. Yeah. And then they're like, people will be distracted and they won't be analyzing it like you and I analyze things. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's very true. <laughs> I, I think you're right. They they really do cherry pick their things yeah. in the vampire diaries. Yeah. But yeah, it's it is one of those things where on your fifteenth time watching this episode, you're like, This is a weird song for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's beautiful, like everything about it is perfect, like aesthetically. It's just it lyrically, builds. it's there's like... some lines. Yeah. yeah, when she starts going, I am not alone, and yeah. just, like, belting that out, yeah. and it's, like, gorgeous, and you're yeah. at the top of the roller coaster, and you're like, wee! Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. It's still a fucking um... great song. Love this top, <laughs> top five favorite songs in the Vampire Diaries. Gorgeous. Yeah, paired beautifully with this, this emotional moment. Mm-hmm. And after, sort of post-coitus... Okay, we have to talk together. about the fact that in our, note, our shared notes that we have, you wrote post-coitus and i laughed out loud just to myself about it that that's what you're i literally laughing my ass off bridget um i also want to point out that yes in this moment afterwards when they're all snuggly and cute and it's adorable and he's like are you thirsty and she's like yeah a little and he, she's like are you and he, she's like wait just kidding um yeah. 
This is what doesn't moments. skip a beat. He's so smooth. Yeah, it was funny watching this with my fiance because he was like, he's like, can I just say that that candle that she's smelling is very clearly a non-scented candle? Yes, I was like, what is this French vanilla? Like, what are we, <laughs> what like, are we doing? Yes, here? yes, absolutely, it is. Yeah. <laughs> also, Stefan, you was have a whole picking up on that too. Stefan, you have a whole wardrobe. You have so many places you could have tucked this photo away again in. Put it back in the fucking notebook that you got it I out know. of. Maybe Damon uh, got it out and was looking at it. Fucking maybe. Yeah, I don't know. You know you're but... right. You're right. It's ridiculous. But yeah, in, in this moment, Elena finds the photo of Catherine, 1864. And she looks straight at the camera and she's like, I'm a dead ringer for Catherine. And we're all like, <laughs> like we know. We've been... We've heard that, like, five million times at this point. And then Stefan comes back up, um, and he's like, Elena? Elena? She is For gone. once, he's the one that's calling her name in a room where he yeah. thinks, yeah. Yeah. How did Elena leave without him hearing that she was leaving? Yeah, wasn't he downstairs? Yeah! Maybe he was like, oh, I am thirsty, so I'm gonna go grab a quick bunny. Gonna True. go, Gonna go grab a, something with some feathers. And yeah. uh <laughs> But she also she left and she left her necklace. Which I get symbolically in like I understand that in the throes of anger, what are we all to do? But couldn't we have taken the ravine out of the necklace and just left the necklace? Yeah. Elena, we know vampires are a thing. Maybe she, because she thinks that Logan has been dealt with, that she doesn't think that there's another threat out there because she doesn't really understand that somebody had to change logan i don't know what she's thinking other than she's she's not thinking logically she wants him to know that there's a reason and she doesn't want to have to talk to him i think it's just like a little passive aggressive move of like fuck you here's your necklace here's your picture of your ex-girlfriend who looks like me fuck you okay which i'm torn about because on the one hand i get it on the other hand you're not gonna get any answers that way. Don't you wanna know? Yeah. I think I think what immediately sinks in for her is we look so alike and like yeah, this he's is with me all because fake. I look like her. This yeah. is oh yeah, exactly. There's yeah. no love here. And like and to be in like a post coitus position, Nikki, that's a pretty vulnerable place to be <laughs> at the end of a roller coaster. <laughs> Speaking of vulnerable places to be, there's a car. She's in her car. She's driving down the foggiest of the Upset roads. in the car. This was the scene that I was thinking about whenever I would drive, like, anywhere in our hometown yeah. where, there, where there was fog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. And our mid-season ends as it started with a figure standing in the road and Elena hits them and her car flips a bunch of times. Like, it's bad. She, it's bad. And we see them start to get up. And that's where the episode ends. Ah! Spooky. Someone used Damon's M.O. Yeah. Could it have been Damon himself? Dun, dun, dun. All right, Bridget. Nikki. Yes. Who are you taking and who are you staking? Well, Nikki, I'm so glad you asked. I am taking Matt Donovan. I'm giving him a cookie. We're going to go over to the cookie jar together. We're going to reach our hands in, and I'm going to say thanks for for looking after Caroline. Beautiful. And who are you staking? Mayor Lockwood for upholding (laughs) the patriarchy. Very, very good. What about you? 
I am taking Alaric just for being knew it. Just cool, you know. He's just cool, and he's there, you know. And I am also taking Mayor Lockwood <laughs> because obviously, Bridget. What is the word of the day? Oh, Nikki, the word of the day is soporific. Soporific means causing sleep. I feel like this is a word that we had in high school. I just feel like it would be like that kind of thing. Okay, what's yours? I said a concussion can be soporific. Just ask Elena or Caroline. Ooh, very nice. You should be a doctor. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no soporific lectures about the town's history in this episode. Whee! <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> All right. Tarot card dedication. Nikki, who's your card and for whom? Okay. Um, I picked this for just kind of a general, just everybody kind of thing. Um, I picked the Eight of Wands. Ooh, I love that. I think that's great. Go on, go on, go on. I fucking hate misunderstandings in plots. Always. Forever. It's my least favorite conflict. And the Eight of Wands is about, like, clear communication and overcoming misunderstandings. And I feel like so many things in this show could be solved if there were less secrets. <laughs> for example, the journals were created for the founding families to pass down to their children so their children could know about vampires. The teenagers could do well with knowing that vampires exist. Like, why does Caroline not know about vampires? Why does Jeremy and Jenna and Matt... Like, so much could be cleared up by just being like... Like, Bonnie knows. Elena knows. Tell Caroline. You know that Caroline's been used by Damon. Fucking tell her. I don't... It's frustrating <laughs> to me that, like... They don't, they're not able to protect themselves because they don't know things. Um, this can also be passed along also to Stefan, who my guy missed every opportunity he had to tell Elena that, Car that fucking Catherine looks like her. Like, when she was still mad at him, maybe be like, oh, also she looks like you. And that's kind of what draw me to you. But then I got to know you. Like, just everybody... Everybody could use some more direct, clear communication. It seems like not only does this town need more therapists, it needs more tarot readers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. What did you pick, Bridget? Also, for all, pretty much everybody, all the students going to career night, I picked the Nine of Cups. So I picked this card because the Nine of Cups, well, first of all, it's kind of depicted as this, like, very happy, proud moment uh, where it's, like, all of these uh, cups, like, trophies are lined up behind this person in kind of, like, traditional imagery. And uh, I've kind of come to my own understanding of this card, which is that, like, you have the right to the pursuit of happiness. Like, and, and you should absolutely lean into whatever that might be. And just because you can't have, like, every single thing that you're dreaming about today doesn't mean that you shouldn't just lean into what's available today or that, like, you could have, like, some version of that goal. You know what I mean? Like, if Caroline's right. interested in broadcast journalism, she can join, like, 
the school paper or do like we had a really cool um group in high school that would do like morning broadcasts yeah it was like media yeah yeah yeah, media club she could absolutely do that all these students that are going to career night could absolutely have like elena could lean into anything that will make her happy you know what i mean you don't have to be like well if it doesn't make me happy then i'm not gonna do it you just have to do it to find out you just lean in a little bit and put in a little bit every day and just see how it goes and you absolutely have the right to your process. Yeah, and we see that with Stefan, where he's had the grace of being able to be immortal and try a bunch of things and find out things that he likes. Yes, exactly. He hasn't, like, staked himself all these years. He's filled with <laughs> lots of self-loathing, but he hasn't sure. chosen to end his eternity. He's done stuff with it. He's tried to, like, co-create his life by, like taking steps forward into things and just seeing how it plays out. And I think it also really relates back to your advice to Elena that they can like date a little bit right now and not need to know where it goes. Yeah. Just see, just, just see how it goes. If it's miserable, you don't have to keep choosing it. You get to choose it every day. And that's what this card is. It's like, choose the pursuit of happiness every day. Right. I love that. Thank you. And that's all for The Turning Point. I have been your host, Bridget. And I have been your host, Nikki. Thanks for joining us. And tune in next time to find out if Caroline gets an internship at the local Mystic Falls TV news station. Tune in next time to see if Jeremy and Tyler start a comic book together. (laughs) Dear Diary, I was ambushed. I was shot. Now I'm vengeful. Dear Diary, she needs someone nice like him, as opposed to a homicidal vampire like Damon. Dear Diary, all I can think about is my ex-girlfriend. I want to be with her and bite her and stuff. Dear Diary, I'm conflicted. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs>